So welcome back to Blood Moon Milk. A few housekeeping notes. Um, Kelly forgot to mention in the interview about her lineage. She says that it basically goes back to the mystics in Sicily and that her paternal grandmother was a psychic and from Hungarian gypsies. We only had one mic for the four of us, so the audio isn't perfect, but I don't think it's going to be anything too distracting or too too awful. The only one who seems a little more on the quiet side is Kelly, but I think you can hear everybody really well, and everybody has lots of good things to say. So I hope you enjoy the interview, and we'll get right to it. This is a very special episode of Blood Moon Milk, and me and Arianna are at Modern Mystic, and we're interviewing the founders of Modern Mystic, who are uh, Kelly and Brandon. Night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with you guys, um, do you want to just give a little bit of backstory, just to uh, kind of talk about your brand a little bit, and then maybe we can go into how you got. Like where you are today. Yeah. So um, our brand Modern Mystic is really founded off of my tarot practice. So um, through like the crazy world of Instagram, I started an Instagram account just sharing sort of anonymously my tarot journey. And then from there, I became a professional reader and things just sort of grew. And so I was realizing um, when I was working with clients, there wasn't any place that I felt was accessible uh, to send them to to get their crystals or decks or books and so I was just sort of like I saw that missing space the some place that was carefully curated um, really light and bright and modern that really would represent sort of me and my age group and, and younger people and so that's sort of where you know we the idea was to create a shop um, and then luckily for me, I have this awesome husband who is not only into all of the great stuff that I'm into uh, and even more knowledgeable than me on, on many levels, but he also has a retail background. Mm-hmm. So he, his whole, well, I can let you speak to your, your background, but it just really made sense that we would be a team that could actually deliver this and create it in a way where I sort of manage the brand and aesthetics and then he comes with like the knowledge and the team building and the operations to make it a successful endeavor. That's, That's awesome. the shortest yeah. version. That's yeah. So cool. Yeah. That's how I found you is Instagram like yeah. three years ago. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like I, I just started Instagram mainly because I didn't know any other tarot readers or people yeah. that were into it. Um, and I was like, and I also wasn't super comfortable because I was a marketing, um, I had my own marketing consultant, I was a marketing consultant, and I didn't know if my clients would think I was weird if yeah. I was like, if you knew I was pulling cards. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's always that side that's like the double life of somebody who sort of practices anything in the occult practices. Yeah. Um, and I, that's kind of why I started, well, yeah. I have like a we started a separate um, Instagram account for our podcast that yeah. wasn't like our personal stuff. Yeah. Um, and Ariana Hart already had her own yeah. brand, which was not your basic witch. Um, but then we, when we came together, it just made sense to make something that was just for that. Yeah. Um, and I've, I'm just now getting comfortable putting like kind of more occult things on my personal Instagram yeah. because I have people that I work with who follow me who I don't necessarily I don't really care what they think, but like I don't want them to just judge me based off of sure. one image. 
but they should know me well enough and if they follow me they like me enough to know what's up also I aggressively force her out of of the (laughs) occult closet yeah it's it's a real thing yeah Yeah. I was really sensitive to that and worried and then now it's so weird because it's like I'm so heavily identified with those things like I'm like in the press and like Mm -hmm. people that walk through the store um but you know I will say that I found most contentment um, in my life when I was able to integrate everything mm-hmm. and I didn't have to feel compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I have found like my real power even or my sense of alignment and being like most potent and effective in my life when it all actually does come together or did yeah. come together for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, do you, what would you like to add? Yeah, you can talk about your retail, like, branching off, sorry, we got yeah. distracted, but... You have a lot of really great insight, too, like, oh, just see. having been in the store and, like, yeah. the couple so of smart. times we've chatted, I've always been, like, you, you're you really insightful, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, my background is really, I guess, in a way, strange. I, <laughs> That's okay, I think I all of us have <laughs> sort of strange backgrounds. Well, it's, it's, it's just, it's even unique among occult practices and circles that I've been in, in, in the way that... It's just a strange dichotomy. So it's it's almost like fate, in a way, had me coming this direction. And I kind of, you know, I guess the yogis say 80% of what you have is fate, 20% is choice, and 10% mm-hmm. is how you raise. So you don't have much to go on. <laughs> it's 110%. No, no, no. Oh, okay. no, no. Uh, 20% of the 10 is, oh, okay. is how you oh, raise. Yeah. Yeah. I but, feel that. That's a good... Yeah, you know, because I... And they say, you know, if you have a sound spiritual practice then you kind of unwind that and you make some of the fate your destiny. And you start to take it back. Right? Yeah. And so it's uh, it's interesting, right? I I feel like um, some of this is fate, some of it is destiny. I, I feel like a lot of where I've ended up now is destiny mm-hmm. um, because I've had to work really hard to get to this point, you know, and um, be in a relationship with someone like Kelly and everything. But I came from extreme background of Christianity. My dad's a pastor, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had to spend years of deprogramming. In 2009, I started working with shamans in Peru and traveling there and, I have and to doing say, death work. You, you know, do there. have kind of a pastory voice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 For our listeners, like, I think. Like, well, it's, gonna preach. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I was talking about this the other day with Kirsten. I was like, how uh, spiritual practices and beliefs and proclivities tend to be genetic in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. pe- people who uh, come from a, a lineage of healers, for example. A good friend of mine is uh, Danae, or Navajo, um, Native American, and her mother was a Navajo medicine woman. And so my friend is also, her mother's like, you're going to be a healer. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to figure it out on your own. You're going to do it in your own different way, but sure. you have that energy in you. So I think, you know, just because it comes from a Christian background or a Christian faith or a Hindu or whatever, I think that people have these uh, almost biological proclivities that are ingrained within them that speak to themselves that they can't if they ignore it it's just going to like cause trouble no, you know you like, epigenetics right yeah yeah, that's what, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's yeah. it's also part of what you know I guess I'll go back to the yogis a little bit but we in Kundalini Yoda they talk about the, the golden chain right mm-hmm. and how you have to be taught by someone and, and brought into that lineage through someone who's already inherited the lineage themselves from a teacher that has the golden that is in the golden chain as well, mm. and so that that lineage thing is really is very real. In fact, a lot of what magic does and a lot of mm. where it comes from is in your lineage. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, I you know, and I posted this in the home, which is a, something that we you've probably seen mm-hmm. me post about, but. You know, I think of practice. Oh, the hum is a Facebook community that f- for those who aren't 
from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of Atlanta people on there, I think. Yeah, yeah mostly yeah. I would say. Yeah. We have a lot of listeners from overseas, too, so it's like oh, cool. just to uh, fill in the blanks yeah. for people mm-hmm. who might not know. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think a practice, almost any spiritual practice, but in particular magic, one that brings us back to our birthright, right? The, the, once you start ignoring your bloodline and you start ignoring your lineage or you don't have something that pays homage to it or brings that energy in, you're missing, uh, I would say, about 80% of your practice. It's mm-hmm. so much more powerful when you have um, a recognition of lineage and you draw in the power of the bloodline and you engage that in ritual. And that's that makes it a very complete practice then. And you can engage magic in a whole new level because your real um, ancestors acknowledge and you come into acceptance of who and what you are. Because mm-hmm. see, not only was my dad a pastor, I have a great-grandfather that was the seventh son of a seventh son and could blow <laughs> on borders and make them disappear. He was like mm-hmm. a local medicine man for nondescript purposes in, yeah. in the 1800s, mm-hmm. right? And he could just see ghosts and talk to them going down the road like he could normal people. Oh, yeah. People. yeah. I, I come from saying. a similar... So my dad is a uh, energy worker, medium, and healer, like right. crystal healer. And I... When I was younger, I was just like, whatever, you're crazy. And, I, like, I feel kind of really bad that I thought that. <laughs> um, but it just, like, wasn't something I was used to, and it was different. And uh, I was, like, a little bit embarrassed. And so he also had this, like, giant crystal grid in our living room. And I loved the crystals. I thought they were really cool. But I realized I slept on top of a crystal grid for, like, five years as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, uh, really? Sorry if I was a jerk when yeah. I was a teenager. I think everyone's a jerk when they're a teenager, no yeah. matter what yeah. their parents yeah. are into. Yeah. But I liked what you said about like your ancestry and like tapping into that, and that mm-hmm. makes your magic stronger. Because I really think that's a common thing that people are discussing, like in this community, with a, like concerning um, appropriation mm-hmm. and like those issues. And I'm all for exploring and learning about everything and I, I mean I'm definitely you know probably I'm you know I do offensive things and I like stuff and I think that you know some things are taken way too far personally I'm just an asshole that way but I think that I, I definitely agree with tuning into like my family and trying to find out what I can because like mm-hmm. my mom was abandoned by her mother like when she was four so like there's half of like my whole Puerto Rican lineage where I don't know shit about and like trying right. to find out yeah. that but the more I like work with that and I've finally started accepting like my Celtic white stuff or mm-hmm. whatever like that's mm-hmm. been like huge like my working with fairies so like mm-hmm. that's been a huge thing so I love that you said that and I think yeah. that'll help a lot of people yeah. you know They're, dealing it, with appropriation and stuff well it's an indigenous right of every culture right to lock into your ancestors yeah that's that's a so our birthright going this just a little bit now it'll go off the rails but (laughs) (laughs) our birthright as human beings is connection Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. connection to your ancestor connection to your bloodline is everybody's god-given right Mm -hmm. you know and i say god-given tongue-in-cheek but it's it's everybody's right to do that that Mm -hmm. that is where the magic happens is in more connection more connection more connection the deeper you can connect the more you slow down into the nuance and you breathe and the more you connect with everything around you every living being and your bloodline and all the spirits of all different planes in the ether. That is the blood right and the birthright of all human beings. And that's where true magic happens and you can step outside of like 
flows of interpretation that mm-hmm. you have when you're small that keep you little, you know, yeah. and you can grow into this humongous, very, very palpable presence in life that can have impact, that can have satisfaction, that yeah. can have all these things you're working with and toward with magic. Oh, yeah. You know, so. And one of the reasons why Christianity in particular was so brutal towards indigenous cultures was because they knew how powerful yeah, their practices mm-hmm. were. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of communities that were brutalized by Christianity. Sure. But, um, you know, Northern European white clans were also brutalized and they had their own ritualistic practices mm-hmm. that were taken from them that I don't think a lot of people are super in touch with or aware of that fact mm-hmm. because it's just now it's relegated to the terms of the occult or witchcraft or something. But actually, they're ritualistic practices that go back eons and organized religion has kind of stolen them from us. Oh, they totally hijacked yeah. them and they yeah. named them mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. yeah, they've rebranded them for their own marketing purposes, like Easter yeah. and like a, it was Easter, Ishtar, mm-hmm. the goddess of spring. And mm-hmm. if they took or they just turned them all into devils, like Pan, or yeah. like the fairies, like everything. Mm-hmm. Everything just ended up being like devils, which or is the wild. De- or the demons. demons. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, yes. Christians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how did you oh, yeah. go from Christianity mm-hmm. into your shamanism? Yeah. So, well, I've always been a seeker. I mean, and I've always known that the way that... that I, I've always been in touch with the spirit world in, in I guess my own way or I've always I've inherited a way of being in touch with the spirit world like from my my great grandfather and I had a grandmother that could literally pray things physically into existence. Mm-hmm. But your dad too. Like yeah, and like my dad even though they're too. even they're like in the yeah. Christian lineage, like yeah. I ask his dad for prayers all of the time because that shit works. Yeah, right? I do yeah. that too. With my parents like, his like prayers pray for me. work. So even though it's under like yeah, know, yeah. Christian sort of category. So yeah, he around, inherited he's like very that. powerful. Well, those practices prayer. came from somewhere, yeah. right? You know, and a lot of Christian practices again, they were co-opted, but they exactly they were co-opted. Uh, yeah, they were, and <laughs> and then like but before they were Christian, there was uh, Jewish mysticism, sure. which was based on the Kabbalah, which is partially based on alchemy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very magical. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt. No, no, sorry, but it's yeah. just like. Yeah. Christians are powerful too. And yeah. Little, or like his mom, like, like she says Jesus talks to him, her. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, based on like what it just, maybe it's Jesus, maybe yeah. it's Christ yeah. consciousness, maybe it's. Mm-hmm. My mom said a guy. that too, but she was bipolar and uh-huh. she, she was not. mentally healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I when it comes from somebody who's rel- relatively cognizant in their daily lives, it's a lot more, like, you know. Easy to deal with and digest versus you know when somebody's not taking care of themselves. Sure. Yeah, and you know making that transition from, I guess the way that magic works, at least most of the paths that I've studied, um, the six ways path would say that you know you've got you've got three levels. You've got number one, which is the Godhead, right, of existence, where everything that's really really out there as far as source energy is mm-hmm. at. It's like a very very pure thing. And then in the second realm, in the second like ether, you have multiple dimensions in that ether. And then you have earth, and one of the ways that, one of the most powerful ways that magic is done is bringing things from the ether to the earth. And mm-hmm. if a person actually has inherited the witch power, right, mm-hmm. or they have it in their genes to actually connect to the ether in a very real way, mm-hmm. in a ritualistic way, but they're a quote-unquote Christian, yeah. they can pray things down from the ether mm-hmm. and, and make magic happen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I think my grandmother was doing and what my dad is doing, you know, under the guise of, of Christianity. Sure. You know, so, but anyway, my, my path here is very interesting. I I got into um, the, 
I started out, I've always wanted to be in service, but the, the thing that, um, that really is interesting is that I've always had a, an interesting connection to the spirit world. I knew that I, I got in touch with, the, with what the, the mystical or cosmic understanding of Jesus was at the age of six and really had an encounter with him. And I knew from that point on that the church really wasn't preaching about what I understood Jesus to be mm-hmm. and what the Bible really portrayed Jesus to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was off. And so, um, I always was like, okay, that that's cool. But you know, I can only yeah. believe it so far because I've had this other experience of Christ mm-hmm. and what, what it really represents. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, I went, I was, that always made me search. And so by the time 2008 had rolled around, I'd already been through um, a transformation school, quote unquote, where, you know, just old psychics that are trained in psychology take mm-hmm. you and say, this over here is bullshit. This is attached to your father. This is attached to your mother. But this <laughs> over here, mm-hmm. right, is where we want to take you um, because it's in alignment with who you really are and who you're born to be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got into that. And I was like, man, this is the truth. I saw yeah. people transformed right before my eyes and experiential psychology movements where they use NLP and Buddhism, Buddhist techniques and things like that together to get things out that aren't in alignment with who you really are, the power of who you were born to be. And so I experienced that, and then from there, the search was on. Um, I experienced that in like 2004 or so, 2005. And then in 2008, I was in a car accident where my hips shifted on their axis, and I couldn't walk for eight months. Oh, God, that's painful. Yeah, and um, I, I couldn't I couldn't move from a fetal position. So I, I meditated for <clears throat> three hours a day mm-hmm. and um, and got myself out of that because I knew it was energetic. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and so... I got myself out of it, but I knew from that meditative state that my next step was ayahuasca. Somehow mm-hmm. I found it in that. And um, and then I went and studied with shamans in Peru. And um, I went on a dieta with mapacho, which is tobacco, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, or to, it's an advanced form of tobacco that has a little bit more connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that similar to uh, Native American like peace tobacco? I don't know for sure. I haven't studied the peace tobacco. Okay. I just know mapacho is, is grown native in, in Peru. And, okay. Um, and it has out of like forty percent more nicotine, or even even more than that in some yeah. cases. Um, but it is like it has a different energy, you mm-hmm. know. As as one of my shamans said, it's movie for it day. Like it's really, really powerful. <laughs> you know, it's powerful stuff. I know in but, um, native cultures. Sorry to interrupt, no, but uh, in native cultures, it's really important if you're going to see a medicine man, you bring a gift, like mm-hmm. an offering. Sure. And a lot of them, it's, it's tobacco is like the mm-hmm. default gift, and it's a specific kind of tobacco. It's not cigarettes. Right. Know, it's, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how those are. What I find really interesting about spirituality is the international intersectionality of practices. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's when I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. And, this, and there's all these little cross-references and points where people have similar practices that have been independent of each other. And that's where you find, or I find, like the truth in practice and mm-hmm. what people have just naturally done throughout the centuries. And it works for them. And it, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's energy pathways, right? Mm-hmm. Energy linkways. Mm-hmm. And then everybody who's sensitive starts to say, oh, there's that linkway. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna, I know that that's like a true energy that I can follow down a path to have connection and power. Yeah. And then other ones see it too. And they yeah. all link up. It's like a uh, similar concept of like energetic meridians or ley lines of the earth where like you mm-hmm. follow the energy around certain patterns and you see like civilizations pop up along. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's very similar to that. I weirdly got a degree in this. It's called English. (laughs) (laughs) And we study the collective consciousness and, like, not just, like, Young or whatever, but, like, Joseph Campbell. That's Mm -hmm. that's his whole thing Mm -hmm. is the monomyth and how that's... The hero's journey. Yeah, how that spans all cultures and all times forever and ever. And I think it's just, like, 
Duke. It's our it's our higher selves. Yeah. It's on Netflix now. His whole series. Oh, it's on Spotify, and I'm like all his lectures are on Spotify. And I'm like my hero. Yeah. <laughs> I need to I listen to those because so I studied his work as an animator to work on script writing, mm-hmm. and because you know the hero's journey is basically what George Lucas used yeah. to write Star Wars. Right, right. Part of the documentary. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen the documentary, but we like read some of his books and stuff and like dissected the the formula, if you will, of the hero's journey in order to use that mm-hmm. in writing a film. Mm. I did that for Lord of the Rings. It was a Lord of the Rings class, but it was, we had the Hero of a Thousand Faces book and just like Super. went through, it was so cool. It's <laughs> awesome. Yes. So Kelly, what about you? Yeah. yeah what's your background? Yeah. So my background is I was raised um, Catholic. So mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school from kindergarten all the way through and I never necessarily sort of like challenged it. Do you know, it was yeah. just like, you go to church, you stand up, you do the cross, you yeah, know, like all of that stuff until um, I would say like halfway through college. And I just started to, what led me to my spiritual journey was more of like my sort of deconstruction of my belief systems. Um, so we, I came at it mostly at, from a psychological perspective where in my early 20s, I was like really successful for my age. I was making a good living. I owned a condo. I, like, I was very advanced in like the worldly goods and mm-hmm. I've always done as a competitive runner in college and I followed that track and then I was really fucking depressed and I hated my life and I looked around and I was like this is the life my parents wanted but it's not for me mm-hmm. and so that's sort of where we met like the intersection of Brandon and I was like finding that place of study and transformation work and sort of deconstructing um, my ideals to say like what do I really believe Mm-hmm. And, and why and I wasn't like aiming to like leave Catholicism even though it's wound up, that's what wound up happening but just to understand like why do I believe in this thing or why do I want this place to live or this kind of job mm-hmm. and I went just like with him like I got really into those sort of um, practices that, that Brandon described and sort of um, deconstructing my belief system and then in that I discovered like God is within me or the spirit mm-hmm. is within me and through that process I had a very strange and abrupt like psychic awakening mm-hmm. like literally overnight wow like it was we were um in a group together he was in that group there was about 24 people and we went on this um it was a, a course that took about a year and a half and so every three or four months we'd go to this retreat and do like very intensive work and um one weekend that we did it was a lot about it was a lot of hypnosis and Mm. energy work so we were all like in this circle and I tell the story I had like this cyst on my wrist that would never go away and actually started happening when I started doing this sort of energy work where I do muscle testing um kinesiology Mm -hmm. and so it felt like to me almost like because we use my hands a lot like the energy was getting stuck or something interesting so it was like a blockage yeah physical energetic manifestation of that blockage yeah and and so like we were I was doing this um so, like, each person was sort of the recipient of the meditation, and we did it, like, for, like, 14 hours. Wow. Like, it was a lot of us. Yeah. And when I sat in front of the room, I could just feel the energy, and when I was done with my turn, the cyst had completely gone away. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's fucking interesting. Fucking interesting. I was like, I don't know if you've ever had this one. I'm just, like, touching it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. It's yes. weird, but when I just rub. Yeah. I had weird. Something similar. Like, I'll... I used to default to like holding this arm, yeah. like just in conversation. I'm sure you've seen me do it and noticed me do it in the past. And it's it was always like this, um, 
uh, just a habit. I never really thought about it. It was always like just mm-hmm. doing it. And then actually relatively recently, I had a, I think I was astral projecting into a past life during a dream Mm -hmm. and it was really really vivid where this like woolly mammoth kind of thing stampeded at me and it Um. caught my ring on a tusk and like yanked my arm out of socket and just sort of mangled my arm but I woke up and I was like oh shit that's why I do that and I never even thought about Mm -hmm. the fact that I do that but I do that all the time but it's it's interesting how energy and injuries can follow us throughout our existences and I'm you know there's no way I can prove that concretely but I felt it and I was like that's why I do that oh my god yeah and I mean for sure we we're talking about sort of epigenetics but it's been proven that trauma gets passed down through mm-hmm. yes. right yeah. so even yeah. if it's not a past life but it's ancestral sure too. yeah so for whatever yeah. reason I had like that spontaneous healing yeah and it was, <laughs> amazing. I was used to like yeah. touching it and so afterwards I was just kind of doing this and I was mm-hmm. like holy shit this is it's gone, gone. Yeah. yeah it was it's never come back and then later that day, when we were still participating in the meditation, I had this experience where it felt like someone had sort of cut my head open and mm-hmm. like the skull flaps, mm-hmm. and it was it felt like zip, zip, zip. I can't explain it, but like yeah. someone was like rewiring, like working like under a hood of a car. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, I'm really tripping out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I, I was like, whoa, this is really weird. And because we were really altered, yeah, yeah, that kind of work for that amount of time, yeah. Yeah. And then when I like went home and sort of like integrated, yeah, especially these days, we're so wired and connected to our phones that we're not used to really being um, quiet and intentional on our day to day lives unless we're really practicing hard. Yeah, so when you're when you go from being on your phone all the time to just running around living your life right. to like taking time for your practice yeah. in a really serious way, mm-hmm. it you just like light up. It's so neglected for so many people, mm-hmm. so that's really amazing that you felt that. Oh, yeah, it was really trippy. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was very grateful for that experience, and then when I got home. And the days following, like I could see things and hear things and sense things. My first sort of interaction was with angels, and I think it had maybe more to do with my cosmology mm. to where, like, okay, I'm raised Catholic, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, if an angel shows up, that seems a little bit more palatable than if it was maybe some other deity yeah. or another flame and demon, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, during that time, I started getting into like trance channeling and working with angelics and then it got into sort of like the extraterrestrial realm Mm -hmm. um and then I like shut it all down because it was too much too fast and I didn't have like a mentor I didn't Mm -hmm. understand I didn't have any ritual practices Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything it was just like the light switched on Mm -hmm. and then it was like a fucking parade of (laughs) people and things and experiences showing up uh so I the short version is I sort of uh, actually, one of our uh, teachers is uh, a Native American woman, and I was just like, oh, she, what do I do? Like, this is too much. And she just gave me this quick practice to do, and it, like, shut it down. Like, and so for anyone who's out there, like, sometimes when you have an abrupt awakening, especially mm-hmm. in this time when everything's going fast. Yeah. I learn like you actually are in command mm-hmm. of like how it goes, but a lot of people just get swept away and they're overwhelmed and don't know how to react and they get scared. Right, and yeah. so she helped me sort of shut it down, um, and then I started to like reopen slowly. And for me, like tarot was the channel for that because it felt safe, and so it's the path to my you know psychic readings, my psychic practice, my mediumship, um, and 
also it's like really contained to where like I'm not just like walking around seeing spirits all the time I have this sort of contract where it has to be they have to be invited or like Mm -hmm. like a spirit attached to you cool Mm -hmm. but like a spirit attached to a stranger on a bus or something I don't yeah deal with it (laughs) so I think I probably only tap into like a very small percentage of my potential when it comes to that um because I also just like super enjoy tangible life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I found like at first I was really just up in that space so much um and now we're like creating you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and it feels actually just as good yeah to like actually create and to take that integrated intuition and play with it Mm -hmm. in like reality too yeah yeah um and so that's sort of my path was like through tarot and then through uh, my marketing background I guess with Instagram things just started taking off mm-hmm. and then more recently in the past couple of years um, my form of magic is kundalini yoga and I am like a super fan like it has transformed my life um, and I found an amazing teacher who I travel every month to LA to work with and participate in um, her activities because I find that it helps you know, calm my nervous system. It helps enhance my auric field, which I have learned is mm-hmm. actually how you manifest and create and um, actually strengthen it so that you can hold whatever it is that you're creating because it can easily slip through if you're mm-hmm. not um, strong enough or you don't have the architecture to hold it. Um, and and so that's sort of... I don't know. Tell them the story of how we opened the store. Yeah. How you uh, came to that. Yeah. What, what part am I oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the depression you went through. Oh, then, so here's yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, that part. <laughs> so like several years ago, I guess a couple of years ago, um, I did find myself again like in this depression. Like to me, it felt severe. I don't know. Everyone has their own experience, but like I couldn't work. I couldn't leave the house. Brandon was literally like carrying me to therapy, mm-hmm. um, and I was so stuck. I was so so stuck. Luckily, I had enough training and understanding that I wasn't, like, hard on myself about it. I'm like, okay, I'm just stuck now. Maybe this is life. You know, it wasn't like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And then uh, Brandon introduced me to this ritual, which was, like, a road-opening ritual, and it's super simple. Um, But, sorry, I got a realization. um, I couldn't even read my own card. So I I heard, Mm -hmm. like, in a moment of desperation, I'm like, if you can imagine me sitting on the floor, like, with pretty much every tarot card out in all (laughs) directions, just trying to find my way out. And then I just heard, like, call Christian, who's a peer of mine. Mm. So I called Christian, and I was like, I need a reading. And the reading sort of, he just said, you know, this is really no big deal. You've just outgrown your container. Mm. So, like, your energy is bigger than your life and mm-hmm. what you've created, mm-hmm. and you're stuck, yeah. and you need to just kind of break that container and up-level. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's all. So, um, <laughs> that's just, all. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a to think about it. And so now, anytime I'm stuck, I, that's really been an indication for me. Like, if I, mm-hmm. if, if I have... I really haven't had that much experience with depression since then, um, but I, I now I know, like, okay, if I feel super stuck and depressed, yeah. maybe I've outgrown my container again. Yeah. Mm. So Brandon taught me this um, road-opening ritual with this really amazing Aubrey Camino oil, and um, I did it on a full moon, like, my life depended on it. It's you awesome. Know, like, yeah, because like, it does. Moon yeah. magic is really real, and I, I think that's why that's how the podcast became what it is mm-hmm. is because that's 
it's just so universal. So go into that, please. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. Oops, so um, this specific ritual, there was two candles, a black one and a white one, and then the black one I carved in, you know, what I wanted to release, mm -hmm. and I, and then on the white one, you kind of what you want to attract. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even have a thing that I wanted to attract per se. It was just like movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's expansion, great. just yeah. like stuff like that. And then you, you know, so you bless it with the attraction oil with one candle and the road opening oil. Um, and then you, well, you, you know, you can work with the directions mm -hmm. or however else you want to do that. But yeah. you, um, to the black candle, you say all my roads are open. And then you look at the white, all my blocks are unblocked. Other way around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. other way around. Sorry. <laughs> and then you kind of get into a meditative state. So I was mm -hmm. just doing it like with my whole heart. And then it was taking a very long time. And so I'm like, I'm wondering if this is even working. And so I pulled a tarot card because I'm like, okay, tell me what like, the impact mm -hmm. of this. And I pulled the star, which mm -hmm. is like a... It's the favorite prettiest, card. happiest, like I think it's because maybe we come from the stars in a specific mm. way and we they just they light our path at night when everything is dark mm. and there are these little like jewels in the sky and I think we all connect to that on a certain yeah. level. Yeah, it represents uh -huh. spirit with a capital S. Mm -hmm. that's what it does. Um, for sure. For sure. Oh. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite card. It's my so for me, it's you guys say it much more beautifully, but to me the star is hell yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that though. It's pretty no. sweet. Yeah, I was like I pulled my hell yeah, yeah. card, and then I was like, I gotta do. I go time. So then I was like, I just did like fifty times more, like oh. just like praying, mm. like just getting into it so much. And um, you know, the black candle pulled, and then the white candle completely disappeared. Like there was mm -hmm. no trace of wow. the candle had even been there. Interesting. And so it was like, okay, I did my best. I had no attachment, really. Just got chills. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna cry. I was like, I feel that, I feel that. That's when like the, I feel like the candle had kind of expanded and become, gone out to do your bidding for yeah, you, you know, for lack of a better. Yeah, it felt that way. It felt that way. And that was my first like candle ritual where and, and then I to see like the black just melting mm -hmm. right like they both didn't disappear mm -hmm. yeah. it was just like all those blocks just being dissolved and then mm. just receiving the intention and so it was a super moving experience and then I was texting him halfway through I'm like uh, am I doing this right it's supposed <laughs> to take like two it was like two or two and a half hours yeah um, but you know what else I gotta do I was yeah. like, sitting there anyway yeah I think ritual really they can be five minutes they can be 30 seconds mentally but they can be hours or days mm -hmm. you know or a lunar calendar it just depends on your personal spiritual practice but I love seeing and hearing about other people's practices because uh, you know, everybody does different stuff. And I think that the most important part is that it's with the right intentions. Sure. You can do almost anything, but when you do it with the right intentions and the right feelings behind it, um, you don't need a whole lot of fancy stuff, but you, it helps to have it if it gets you in the right mood and get you in the headspace for it. Yeah. Yeah. And my experience is about, um, the target you're trying to hit. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. With the energy that you're trying to send forth. Yeah. And sometimes there's, um, and I agree with the intention, but there's also energetic linkways and pathways mm -hmm. like we discussed earlier that yeah. have to be met for some things. Mm -hmm. Some things you can just have intention. Some things yeah. require like a set. That's the reason why some things take two hours. Some things yeah. take five minutes. Yeah. Is because it yeah. depends on what you're trying to hit. Mm -hmm. you know, and you've also and mentioned will. Cosmology too. Yeah, and then yeah. will. Yeah. And yeah. Like, Capital was, W. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, this shit's moving now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's no other option for me or else I'm just going to never leave this house again. Yeah. Um, and so sort of like the aftermath of that was just like some sort of fog lifted that the idea of the store was sort of like a 
long-term goal, like the money came in for it, like someone gifted, I mean, pretty, not gifted, but someone yeah. showed up with the money out yeah. of the blue wow. to yeah. get it open, the real estate, all of this yeah. started happening within like... Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it was so fast. Yeah, it was so fast. Um, and then we turned it around and we opened the, the shop, and so that was my new container, I guess. At that was Paris at Paris mm -hmm. So we opened our yeah. first location. And uh, I went to you guys there. I uh, didn't know you were there. I walked in and I was like, what is this place reading my mind? <laughs> yeah, it was such a great, that was such a great introduction. Like, I didn't know what this would be or if people mm -hmm. would like it or mm -hmm. who was ready for it. Or, yeah. Um, and it was sort of like a low stakes way to do it. If someone would have said, do you want to open in Pond City Market? I would have been so overwhelmed yeah. and it would have been so, felt very risky. Mm -hmm. But everything with us has grown like so organically mm -hmm. yeah. and like everything that is, comes as opportunities. Like, yeah. It's so amazing that we're not like seeking out yeah. anything. You're just, just saying yes. Yes, mm -hmm. that, that was my thing. Like, I just say yes. And now it's to the point where there's so many opportunities you have to be more discerning. <laughs> yeah, you have to start saying yes. no and just yeah, say yes to the right things. No, mostly and yes. Mm -hmm. But at first it was like, it was just like one thing led to the other. And uh, this is now, you know, the business isn't even us. It feels like it's its own energy and we're fortunate enough to like steward it with the best integrity that we can. Mm -hmm. And we have like this, you know, we believe in like guides or mm -hmm. ancestors or whoever, like, so when we, so every once in a while we get psychic readings because sometimes you're so invested yeah, yeah, it's hard to yeah. know. And so um, our lady that we go to her she's wonderful. Her name is Lee Morgan. I went to Lee. Oh God, I just got chills. Uh, when I was going through, I know this interview is about you guys, but I, we have a lot of weird parallels. So I feel like it's only natural for me to jump in. So I apologize. Mm -hmm. We can cut them out if they're not interesting. But. Um, I went through a similarly depressive state a few years ago, and I was in a, a relationship with somebody I'm still friends with, but we we just were not meant to be together anymore, and I was thinking about buying a house at this time, and I, so I had a real estate agent, and we were driving around, and I looked at a house one day, and I was, it was on paper, it was right, and then I, I was like getting these like panic attack feelings and I was just like oh, I don't know. and my real estate agent was like I think you should go see my psychic mm. and I, I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I should <laughs> and we had never talked about any of this stuff before but she was like go see Lee Morgan mm. and I was so Lee was like we had lots of we had a couple sessions but going to one session with her was like going to therapy for 10 years yeah. in an hour and I walked out and I was like uh but another thing another reason I so the house was one of the things on the list, but I was, uh, I had a really clear audio clairvoyant, clear audience experience um, when I was in my old relationship while I was looking to buy this house. I was laying in bed and I heard, you have to get the fuck out. <laughs> Louder than I can be loud. And uh, my ex-boyfriend I think he might have heard it too, because he was like, yeah, the house was talking. It was weird. And I was like, yeah, it was talking to me and told me I needed to leave. And it was my guides, like, kind of putting me on this path. And uh, it was funny, because without Lee's insight and help, and it was only one or two sessions, you know, it wasn't like a lot of time spent with That's her. All it needs, yeah, but I, I was just confirmed, and all these things started opening up. And I, I was like, okay, I'm not buying a house. I'm going to go get an apartment. And I got and my. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh wow, that's so cool. Yeah, we lovely. Like yeah. she's like the psychic psychic. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So all the intuitive people go to her too. I've yeah. never heard of her. I want. I've emailed and asked her if she'd want to be on the show, oh. and um, she's like, I'll have to think about it. And I was like, Please come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but um. I mean, maybe she'll hear your episode and be like, we're not scary, we're not... Oh, I don't like, think she's worried about that. Yeah. She, like, if her guides say yes or no, that's what's up. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's not even yeah. me making the decision. Yeah. And it's not even personal. It might just be yeah. like, this is bad timing or whatever. Sure. But yeah. we have our, like, board meetings with Lee. So basically, we go to Lee's house every quarter. I love her house. And I love house, her... Well, she's also an interior designer, yeah. right? Trade, yeah. So it's a gorgeous house. Yeah. Um, and we... That's how we do a lot of our business decisions. So we, like, check in. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's more just validating than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, we go to Lee, and I don't even know how I, why I even mentioned her, but, oh, with our guides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just very clear. She's like, they call it our business. Like, it's not even, <laughs> like, Brendan and yeah. I, like, they're like, it's, okay, for our business, aww. here's the text. That's yeah. awesome. So they're, like, super invested, and it gives me to the best of my ability that trust. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have had, like, unbelievable growth and success at a rate that does not make sense mm-hmm. no. to it's, anyone. It's really impressive. Yeah. Thank you. I, and, like, from seeing you guys start out at Pond City Market, or not Pond City, at Paris on Ponce. And I used to work at Paris on Ponce in a taxidermy booth, like, oh, before yeah, you guys were yeah. there. Like, but it was in space right next to where you guys eventually uh. ended up building your space. So it's funny how, like, these places, again, hold energy and space for people to kind of grow and connect and get their start. And that's how I met Haley, too, actually, oh, cool. Detail Craft, because for, like, two seconds, yeah. she was, like, the manager of the gallery that was across the hall. Oh, okay. And so that's how we connected, and she shared with me, like, her ambitions of having, like, ATL Craft, yeah. and it was so sweet, like, um, either she, Addison said it, her husband, and mm-hmm. she even said, like, the fact that you opened this makes me really feel like it can happen. Yeah, her, yeah. You know? Which is so, it's like very collaborative and not competitive. We're yeah, no, friends. yeah, that's Good. awesome. Good, because I didn't know how you your relationship was yeah. as like independent businesses who, some could say you compete, but you're different and you have different vibes. It's, I would say overlapping. Like, yeah. Competition yeah. implies we, a lack. Yeah, right? yeah. Like we, yeah. Re- we refer, so like if someone's coming in here and like they are super into witchcraft mm-hmm. specifically yeah. Yeah. paganism and stuff mm-hmm. like that like Brandon's super knowledgeable but he's also we're in a different we're like in like a high volume store yeah. sometimes and he, he might not be able to sit with someone sure. for an hour yeah. um, where Haley like has yeah. a different mm-hmm. more communal yeah vibes. she's a great environment we did our first workshop there during the uh, Sagittarius full moon and it was I was so nervous before I got there and I think we were both like oh my god are we doing this because it's it's something that we've done by ourselves before like the kinds of ritual that we did but we had never hosted others and it was really nerve-wracking but once I was in there it was just like a really beautiful chill relaxing experience and I was just like a little duck to water it's like oh this is what I'm supposed to be doing oh that's so good <laughs> and I was I was really I never really had that many conversations with her because she was going through having her baby yeah. she was really busy and um, but every interaction I had with her was really supportive and just wonderful yeah. and I I want to have her on this show really soon um, and she's what she does for the community I think is it's like borderline uh, social service you know because (laughs) because, like she gets a place for people who don't know where else to go to start out and it's really important to have that sure sure well I think that y'all are perfect 
balance. Like, and like yeah. you're also on different sides of the city. Like when I'm like in it, I'm like, oh, it just feels mm-hmm. like little beacons of like light. Just, yeah, thank like you. we're just like doo, doo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's a really like we're like I was hanging out with her the other night, and like she's like, where's Brandon? I need a hug. And Brandon so we're. We're definitely like she calls us like a sister store, you know. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, I love that. Like, I love that you guys are close. That means yeah, so no, good. me too. I was, I was like, oh, I hope they don't hate each other. I for know. Some reason. Uh-uh, yeah, uh-uh. that's and we awesome. We do something different. Like we yeah. each have our wheelhouse, yeah. and like, yeah. um, and 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 that's that. We have different expertise. Um, we cater to different sort of clientele. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, we both work with a lot of entry level folks, mm-hmm. you know, and we both have the knowledge to where we can help people that are like buying their first crystal all the way till adva- to advanced practitioners. Yeah. Um, but it's it is a little bit different, and the energy is different, yeah. and the style is different. Yeah. Um, but I think like the heart of it is similar. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great to have diversity in practices, though, because you can see a spectrum of different things, and you can pick what seems to speak to you. Yeah. So I think that the more, uh, you know, options there are in the world, and especially in Atlanta, because it's kind of, you know, outside of Atlanta, geographically speaking, there's not much in terms of culture until you get to Miami or D.C. or Austin, Texas, maybe. Like, so for it to be, it's important to have diversity in general, anything, but like, especially in spiritual practices. Yeah. You've got to have more more diversity in practice anyway when it comes to magical practices because there's only so much that teachers can take on yeah you know yeah. That, so I, I guide people through first practices and developing spiritual practices and things like that in the store and do depth work with them and I have classes and everything that you know that go into things but there's only so much I can handle yeah. right and there's only so much Haley can handle so yeah. there, there's plenty enough people out there that are searching that oh, need stars absolutely. that need guides mm-hmm. that need all these things I mean we could have like three or four more of, of at least that kind of person yeah. in Atlanta right now oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in the city because there's so many people that need that guidance because mm-hmm. this is a it's a big energy to take on to claim yeah. your birthright yeah. there's a lot to it yeah. you know to do it right to, mm-hmm. to do it properly where it doesn't have a lot of, of kinks and hang ups where you don't get boggled down by the lack of self psychology or you know too much of it or overthinking things or not being in the body or not claiming uh, the, the genealogy properly there's so much to it it's yeah. ridiculous there's a lot to it but that's what makes it fascinating mm-hmm. and I know we um, we've been going for a little while but um, I probably about have another 30 minutes or so of time okay. before we yeah. need to sure. go different ways but um, really quickly not really quickly but take as much time as you like but um, to discuss your favorite moon rituals since we're talking about the moon on the podcast mm. can I go first? no you can't just go ahead I'm trying to think of my favorite I love since I'm a tarot buff like my whole like world revolves yeah. around tarot um, and so I really love like uh, last new moon like creating I created like a little spread for it um, I saw that it was yeah, so cool yeah, yeah I was like and so I do, I did that for myself but like it was cool to like do it and share it with community inspired by your podcast mm-hmm. and so um, I love to like pull so pull the card that's the energy of the moon that we're working with how it's represented in the major arcana mm-hmm. and then sit with the themes and then use that for insight and inspiration um, I don't do a lot of straight up ritual work. I do have um, a practice, a kundalini practice of meditation and yoga that I do when I'm on my game, like mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And I do make sure that I'm definitely on my game doing that practice during, um, like doing during the moon phases. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also starting a study which is similar but different. But in kundalini yoga, 
um, we actually go into our own moon cycles, but not how you're familiar with it. Oh. It's like not even your personal ovulation cycle, mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with like the broad moon cycle. But in the women's group I'm in, we're starting to find, um, I think it's every two and a half days, a woman goes into a different mm -hmm. phase, um, mm -hmm. and and they don't go in in the same order, and you and it's personal to you. Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to. So it's not when cyclical. It's just it's like. It's not like. Um, it's not, it's not uh, like waxing, waning. Yeah. It's like, let's just say, I can't remember how many. So like two and a half divided by 30. Okay. So that's how many cycles there are. So 14, let's so around 14 cycles and they can go in any order for any woman, but you only hit one each 30 days or 20, I think it's probably 28 days. Yeah. probably 14. Cool. Or yeah. So. Okay. So, uh, it takes about a year of self-study to figure out like where you're at. And so what they'll do is they'll give you like different hints so it's interesting like, um if you're feeling more relaxed or this or that maybe you're in this phase and it's, it takes a little bit of trial and error so as a women's group we're all like learning and working on this over the next year so that hopefully talk to me in a year and i'll be able to tell you exactly like my specific two and a half day cycle mm -hmm. in this moment in relation to also then you can see how that affects the actual moon cycle and then your ovulation cycle awesome so that's sort yeah. of my study really of the cool. moon it's like talk about like Micro, micro. Mm -hmm. that's, is that called mid, mini moons? I, no, that's the workbook. No, no, I oh, know what sorry. that. Like, oh. I saw something like in, and it wasn't Atlanta, I guess, but I saw something like in my email, and it said mini moons, and it was talking about that that like oh. tiny cycle. So I was like, oh, I know what she's talking Maybe. about. Maybe I don't know. If, I don't know that they what they we've called it. We've just talked about yoga yeah. budgets, like you know, yeah. dissection of the moon cycle. So, um, I'll let you know. Yeah. That's what it's yeah. Called, now I'm like, okay, well, apparently I need to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, how much can you take on? You're like, yeah. you're already there's there's so much. The yes. astrology yeah. and then like your personal moon cycle and then like these phases. <laughs> and so we just started like this month with sort of tracking that sort of thing. But for me, ritual is my daily practice, my daily ritual and tarot, mm -hmm. um, is sort of my world. And mm -hmm. I used to do a lot more energy work. I've taken a break off of that, but, um, Sometimes you need a break. Yeah, well, there's like there's a lot going on. What yeah. do you like to do? Yeah, yeah. He goes so. in his room. I don't know what. He's <laughs> got like a room just for this. That's awesome. See, that's how I'm gonna be. <laughs> that's how we are. That's okay. Just a sidebar: marital advice for your listeners, or if you're living with someone. Minimum three bedrooms. Yes. Right? yes. You need the shared space, mm -hmm. and then I have my practice mm -hmm. space, and he has his practice space. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. it's like the secret sauce. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. Can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. I, no, it's fine. I I found the easiest way to access any energy is through candle magic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, what you have to do in order for magic to actually affect physical space and for you to move forward um, as a human being and start to transform is to pull things down from the ether and make them physical. Right, and so it's really easy to do that with a counter. You can program them like little computers. Mm -hmm. And so the thing, like say for instance on a full moon, um, if if I ever wanted to give birth to something new in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Full moon's good for that. Although the real power, just FYI, is in a, a new, new moon. moon. Mm -hmm. They were talking oh, about yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah. New moons are. That's where amazing. you, yeah. New, new moons are my favorite. Yeah. Really so. are. Full moons are like fun party time. Right. Um, but like new moons are the. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But full moons, I, I like to... Um, so the way that I do candle magic in general is like this. I, it's a recipe, but um, I like to imagine what I want to give birth to and what it feel like to actually have it happen. Mm -hmm. right? Yep. In yeah. the future. So it's an intense daydream where I actually experience the feelings around mm -hmm. the event, you mm -hmm. know, in a very real way. 
Mm-hmm. And then I draw it back in the present as if it's happening now mm-hmm. and drop it down in my body around the navel area mm-hmm. where we all give birth to things. And yeah. I feel that and experience that. And while I'm feeling and experiencing it, I either carve it into the candle or if I have a big candle, I carve into the candle everything I'm experiencing, all of the things around that creation. It can be success. It can be joy. It can be mm-hmm. all these different things. Mm-hmm. But I program that, that physical candle with the event even though it's not happened yet. Mm-hmm. And then you burn it. Mm-hmm. You know, you burn mm-hmm. it on the night. And then it releases the event into the ether. Mm-hmm. And then the ether has to return a resonance. Mm-hmm. And so that resonance starts to show up in your life a whole lot more as a physical happening as opposed to just sitting around wanting something. So it's a really advanced form of of uh, manifestation which you know you can kind of call that magic I guess yes yeah, and sure. then the go, um go ahead. no go ahead yeah no I just no please finish but I really want to make sure I need to ask a your signs uh and b I want to hear your love story because oh, yeah. whenever you whenever he's talking you just look at him with utmost adoration I'm like they are so in love I'm just like she loves him so much I'm like look at them like your body language is just like like little tiny little things like your energy is so in love with each other and I'm like look at this partnership this is fucking great okay so finish your candle thing but I need that yeah cool and then after that if you want to do a a card pull for our listeners for the full moon in uh, Capricorn yes okay cool um, the only thing I was going to add is on new moons, I, I have that completely sectioned off for Hecate. Um, mm-hmm. Depth Hecate work is what I'm really getting into nowadays, that and a few other things. But I found her to be uh, magnanimous and span a lot of different things that draw in a lot of different elements of life in general. Mm-hmm. And so um, depth Hecate work is what I do for new moons. Cool. So that's awesome. it. So for zodiac signs, my son is uh, in Scorpio, and his is in Cancer. I knew you were Cancer. Okay. And what I think is really... Happy birthday coming up. Yeah. 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 Thank you. But this is what I think is most badass about our sinistry. Is that what it's called? Yeah, sinistry. Sinistry. Sinistry is that my north node is in Cancer, and his north node is in Scorpio. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Yeah. So it just feels like like there's so much in him that I admire that, like, I have own... Into yeah. um, as far as like the emotional availability and like um, that sort of thing, but my my moon is in Cancer, mm-hmm. um, and then he has things about like his Scorpio nature uh, that I embody that mm-hmm. he's sort of growing into. So I always find that to be super mm-hmm. cool. Synastry is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's um, do you need our Charts or what are you looking no, at? No, no. Well, just because for time. For later, I would love it. <laughs> did you think that I was a Scorpio? Because most people do not. No, I didn't no. think you were a Scorpio. What did you think I was? Pisces? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't say Pisces because of your eye shape, but I just didn't know. Like, because, like, the roundness of your cheeks. Like, I knew he was a Cancer. I don't know. Like, just because Cancers are easy, but I was like, what is she? Yeah. But, like, now that you say Scorpio, I'm like, oh, yeah, she has that, like, I'm like, that's why I've been staring at your hair this whole time. I'm like, she's not wearing makeup. Her skin is perfect. Her hair her hair is just effortlessly, effortlessly sexy. And that's how I know what Scorpios are. They're effortlessly sexy. Oh, thank you. That's what I it have, is. I have a lot of my chart in Scorpio, but I'm, mm. a, I'm a Sag rising. Mm. Oh, okay. So I think that's why people think I'm like friendlier than I am or more approachable <laughs> than I feel like on the inside mm. is like that Sag, mm. like sort of energy that's really like gregarious and outgoing. And massage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Sages and Sag risings have like great smiles. Like you can, it's just, I found like you just feel super drawn no, to smile. Like, yeah. You do. Great smile. Great smile. So that's our, that's sort of our astrology. And I'm not, I, I'm growing in my knowledge of astrology, but I think it's really fascinating. I, I love evolutionary astrology. Um, 
that's what I've worked with astrologers of that vein and I find that to be super interesting um, as far as our love story goes it's not that great he's like what the hell how did these okay, two so magical tycoons meet yeah so I we mean, met in Deport yeah we that's, met that's beautiful we met uh, on, but the, the, it's good we met in that in that work that about school that we went to for many years like cool. as we were growing but what's interesting about that is that we were really repelled by one another when we first met <laughs> I hated my <laughs> boyfriend too. Yeah, like we did. We were like, because I was too superficial, too talkative, too like, I was living in New York City at the time and I would come down for these classes and I was in my like cowboy boots and hobo chic or whatever, boho, whatever. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, whatever. And then he just had a lot of stuff to work through um, with like women issues and mother issues and whatever. But I feel like the only reason why we were able to actually connect deeply was because of that work and that work that you do where you can see someone's essence mm -hmm. in that contained environment through these very particular exercises that you actually got a glimpse of like who this person is at a core level. So your energies fell in love before no. you actually did. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, when, when you're in that kind of work, what's happening is you're unraveling a lot of yourself. Like, you know, you have the part of you that's trained, that's raised by parents. Yeah. You know, your gods taught you how to eat with a fork, how to, mm -hmm. your diction, your language. They taught you um, how to think about life and the pressure from a career, right? And so that's who you're trained to be, but you also have who you're born to be. Mm -hmm. And so that work takes you back to who you're born to be. It resets your compass. Mm -hmm. It's hard work, but it, that's yeah. how it works. And so Kelly and I, over the course of the years, after meeting first and not liking each other, we started resetting our compass, right? Yeah. And started getting back to who we really are. Mm -hmm. And in that, we could choose somebody that's outside of the normal archetypes we normally choose. Like, she normally chose the rocker guy with the hair that's back and I and chose Scorpios stuff. exclusively, which is like a fucking death trap for another Yeah. Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have that. And then, then I always chose, um, I, I chose women who, you know, wanted to remain small and all that mm -hmm. good stuff, you know, as opposed to women that are empowered. And so that all flipped because mm -hmm. we started to understand from an automatic space. Didn't they didn't have to think about it from yeah. an automatic space what we're actually attracted to, mm -hmm. you know? But the only way we met is through that work, through unraveling ourselves, yeah. through through transformation work. And so that's how, you and know, And then we developed be. a friendship because I decided that I wasn't gonna date for one year. So I was like living in New York and dating the same asshole with a different face mm -hmm. for like a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was There's like, a lot of them in New York too. There were like archetypes of themselves that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're like every street corner. So it's like I had to deprogram myself somehow, and I was like, I don't know how to stop this pattern, mm -hmm. so I have to just stop everything. Yeah. And so we we actually became friends during the tail end of that time, um, and I think that helped me reset and sort of like cleanse the palate. And during that time, I was doing a lot of work on myself individually. Uh, doing the modalities, I was doing a session a day at least, like for a year straight, and it really cleared the space. And then something as far as uh, I tell this to people too, I had my own ritual, and it was before I knew the power of candle magic. But um, during that one year time, I was alone. I would light two candles. One was for myself, and then one was for my future partner. Aww. And then every night, I would light the candle, and I would just say my prayer that we were both doing whatever work we needed to to like find each other. Oh my <laughs> god! That is so sweet! So that was my ritual. I did it every night. And then it kept me from obsessing about, you know how you yeah. are sometimes yeah. you're saying, like, when am I going to meet him? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was like the energy that, that I pushes needed. pushes them away. Right. Yeah. It was the energy that I needed to say, okay, I'm still contributing to this area of my mm -hmm. life through this one or two minute practice a day. Yeah. And then I'm going to let it go. And then I did it, I did it every single day. And then towards the end, like, that's when we really, um, like called each other in so to speak so 
I think it was pretty intentional, like working on ourselves, that then brought us together. So it is a good story. I, yeah. I don't know. Give yourself it's, some credit. That's super precious. Yeah, and like Thank totally you. laced with magic and intention mm-hmm. and metadating, yeah. as I've heard it called. Metadating. I love yeah. that phrase. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, we both picked outside of our archetypes, and we are an excellent team. Like we really yes, are. Yeah. We can sense team. that. Yeah. Um, we have great balance happening. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Sometimes I, I get a little out of control, but. <laughs> She says, Scorpio. <laughs> Sometimes I got a little bossy and controlling, but uh, I'm working on it. Um, yeah, so do you want, so you said cards real quick? Yeah, do you okay. want to just do a, a poll okay. for, in general for the, um, the Capricorn moon? Yeah, mm-hmm. or full moon. Full moon? Yeah. Because okay. that'll be, that's the next Sorry. episode coming out. Next episode, hold up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be Thursday. <laughs> yeah, Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Drop it. Wednesday. Yeah, I think I'm on Tuesday night, so people can listen to it. So I love to use the wild unknown. That's just sort of like, the wild unknown totally changed the game for me. Me Um, That's another piece of advice for people that are into tarot would be like, if you're struggling with it and you feel like you're not connecting, it's more than likely that you haven't found the new deck. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're not meant for tarot. Yeah. That's what I say. And that's why we carry so many varieties Mm -hmm. here and it's important to feel them and Mm -hmm. touch them. I have not really, I mean, I know Capricorn energy, so I haven't really studied the impact of this full moon. So this is just going straight on the cards. So whether it relates to the Capricorn moon, you guys can tell me. Okay, so what do you see there? The so first the, one. The Ten of Cups. Yeah, the, the Ten of Cups. My God. Oh, my God. Right. The, the Ten of Cups again. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third time in a week I've gotten that card. Regarding like this the, topic? The, well, Just regarding in general. the podcast and projects and... That's great. Yeah. And so maybe this is a reading for you guys. <laughs> I mean, also, that's for me, that's... I generally associate the Ten of Pentacles with Capricorn energy, but like that mm. can be that too, especially since it's in Cancer right now. Mm. So I always picture Ten of Cups as a very Cancerian energy, but it can balance very well with that Capricorn energy. Yeah, the Ten of Pentacles. Oh, that's really interesting because we didn't pull like any Pentacles for this one. Right. For me, yeah, I love the Ten of Cups in this depiction. So for people that aren't familiar, you see five cups on the top and five cups on the bottom, and this um, string of energy going mm. between the cups in a rainbow, so red, orange. Um, yellow, green, and blue. And for me, this feels like a really reciprocity, reciprocity when it comes to relationships and connections mm-hmm. and sort of growing your connections um, in a way that feels really balanced and mm-hmm. heart-centered. So it's not like upside down. Mm-hmm. It's not where you're giving, giving, giving yeah. and not getting. And I will say what I know about Capricorns, like they actually are very good at getting what they need mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're masters of being able to manifest what they need in reality because they work so hard for it. Yeah. yeah. And so this is saying like potentially there's space for us to feel really full and content in the emotional space, not just the tangible yeah. physical world. As and so well as being connected. I love the way all these yeah. we'll take a picture of this as yeah. well so we can share it um, yeah. when we post the episode. Um, but I love so you said pentacles. The thing I love about I'm an intuitive reader more than I am by the mm-hmm. book. Sure. The way they're all sort of interconnecting is like a giant crazy pentacle in a way. Oh, if you see like yeah, the yeah, circle yeah. and then like the oh, lines. That's true. So it's like a or haptic pentacle, if you will. Yeah, I love which that. Which represents Capricorn. And the ah, lack of a... like. I love this. this is so good. I love that you mentioned, you're like, oh, we didn't pull any pentacles. And I was like, oh, yeah, the lack of a 
of a suit is like very important too. So right. That's so interesting. So we pulled we pulled every other suit, right? So mm-hmm. we pulled cups. We pulled the son of um, the son of wands, which would be the knight of wands, mm-hmm. and then the mother of swords, which would be the mm-hmm. queen of swords. And so maybe there's enough like grounding energy yeah. with this new moon that you can actually feel stable enough to work on mm-hmm. your emotional fulfillment and contentment. Full moon. Sorry, what did I say? New moon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there's enough of that, like, that grounding energy organically based on where where the, where the astrology is, where you can focus on your emotional connections. Mm-hmm. With the Son of Wands, I feel like that's going after your creative passions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's really a, an interesting balance because the Mother of Swords is more practical, strategic, pragmatic. So it's balancing sort of like the ambition and the sort of like spontaneity of the son of wands in a way that's managed more practically and pragmatically so that's like a nice balance there uh it's not saying like go for every impulse Mm -hmm. but like the impulses that might align with how you can feel emotionally connected and content might be the right way to go so um i don't we'll see how based on the rest of your podcast like how this represents or shows up in the capricorn yeah it sounded good it's like masculine feminine and then like a bird of prey with their their prey like oh, like that's, that's crazy and then like cups like no animals at all yeah. like but i like i love how this is playing out oh it's good. good it's really interesting you made the connection to cancer too because capricorn and cancer have that mm-hmm. dichotomy yeah that sister signs well Correct. that's how that works with the full the full moon is isn't the full moon yes, always, always in, in the, the opposite, opposite? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we actually talked about the last episode or, or this one i don't remember which one but yeah, yeah there's only there's a shadow in this so. yeah oh the shadow so, i'm just gonna take a picture of it where it's like Nice looking. <laughs> yeah, photo op. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so that was super, super fun. You guys are lovely. Oh, thank you. You guys are lovely. I, mm. yeah, um, cool. So lastly, uh, can we just make sure that picture looks good before you put oh, those sure. away? Oh, um, sure. I might need to take one more picture Okay, of that. we Sorry. can do that at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, so okay. lastly, if you guys just want to plug yourselves. Yeah, I would love so to. So people who are interested can find you. Yeah. So um, what I would love to, to plug about our shop is that every Sunday we do free classes at 11, uh, from 11 to 12 before we open called Sunday School. And we cover a variety of topics regarding metaphysics, herbalism, meditation, etc. So if you're local to Atlanta, you can come in person. But if you're not local, we also put it all on Instagram Live. And now that there's this new IGTV, we're yes. going yeah, to figure out how we can use that so that it can stay up. Awesome. Um, but we invite, uh, uh, you're going to be doing one, right? Yeah. yeah. So we invite people coming to come in to teach that are experts in their area of expertise. And then Brandon and I teach about every other class about our areas of expertise. And so I would this is our opportunity to sort of like give back in a free way mm-hmm. you, and it's you community know, service yeah like well, we're, we believe in the Aquarian age it's like yeah. my philosophy with Kundalini Yoga especially speak a lot about that and so the Aquarian is about sharing information and mm-hmm. being generous with that and using technology to better everyone I'm an Aquarius rising same ah. <laughs> and my north node is Aquarius oh lovely so like that's what's up and that's our mission is like as we're growing and building it's like how can we give more information away for free yeah. so that we can so it's accessible to everyone mm-hmm. um, and then I know what I'd love for you to plug but you tell me what you want to plug he, he, he's his amazing one on one work that's been oh, just yeah. transforming, transforming people's lives so you tell them about sure. that so I uh I do one-on-one work people with people where I take them into the depth of their being um, through I, what I do is essentially I sense into the person and I work with them to uh, come up with a customized ritual plan for them. 
that they can act out uh, in their lives so that they can go into um, areas of themselves and their reality that they have yet to explore. And so uh, that's been going really well. People have seen tremendous results from it. I'm really enjoying the work. Um, it's, it's been amazing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm doing that. And, um, and how can they find you if they just want to do work with you? It would be on our website. Okay, I'm going to post soon the next cycle of people that I'm taking on. Yeah, same with Sunday so, School. If you go to yeah. modernmysticshop.com and then you click on events, yes. yeah. it'll show all of our readers, all of our events, and, and how you can work with, with Brandon. And then Instagram, it's modernmystic underscore shop. And then I manage the DMs from there, so you can hit us up. You can slide into my DM. Yeah, I love that phrase. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to chat with us and just getting to know us and sharing your wealth of knowledge and background to our listeners. And little spell droppage. You're like, let me tell you real quick how to do this road. And like, you make the road opening oil or do you just sell it here no mm-hmm. I act we um, there's a couple of things that we have here that would work for the road opening yeah. ritual um, we're also working with someone to hand make some some oils um, you know that's the cool thing about our shop is everything's handmade or small yeah. batch by women or indigenous mm-hmm. people like we we really you know um, try to be on purpose with that oh yeah but um, we're having that but we also have these amazing oils that are based on gems that are super yeah. cool to work with that as well to dress candles with for very powerful things we have lapis oil mm-hmm. we have citrine oil both of those are really excellent for that um, but, um, but yeah, the, the road opening ritual is another class that I do on the side that goes into, um, depth magic at first and understanding the different pathways and link ways of energies that you have to link up with and the belief systems you have to adopt to make a ritual like really effective mm-hmm. and it to really affect physical reality. And then I go into what that actually looks like. And that was all taught to me by a Palo Priestess out West. Yeah. That was one of my teachers in the craft early on. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so oh much. Gosh, thank this you. This was amazing. Oh, this is great. talking about myself. Good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did great. I hope that wasn't at all like nerve-wracking or painful or no.